welcome to the Book Talkies podcast, a unique show where we take you into the wonderful world of books. On this platform, I, Anirudh, and I, Kaustub, will be conversing about the books we have read and come to love. Our purpose for this podcast is to make you fall in love with books. As we discuss our perspective on some bestsellers and hidden treasures, we hope to persuade our listeners to join us on this splendid journey of reading. And now, let's dig right in. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening to our listeners on the Book Talkies. Let's talk finance today, which is Anirudh's favorite topic. And I would want to point that out that he is not here. He is not here. It is his his personal favorite in the last in the first season. If you remember, he he was the one who recommended the psychology of money. And we had one of the most candid conversations from season one. And today we are going to talk about coffee can investing, the low risk road to stupendous wealth. It is written by three gentlemen. Pranab Unyal, Rakshit Ranjan, and Saurabh Mukherjee. And the book was introduced to me by one of my Accenture colleagues and who has graciously accepted to be the guest speaker on uh, today's show. Let me introduce and let me welcome Deepak Pai, my, my Accenture colleague. And Deepak, thank you for spending time and welcome to the Book Talkies. Kostov, it's my pleasure to be on the Book Talkies and I would love to talk about this subject. Before before I let you introduce yourself, because that is that is important, you know, for our listeners to know who you are, where do you come from, and what do you do. I, I would like to share my impression about you, Deepak. Right? You know, if I need to put this in one single word, I would I would describe you as balanced. You are a very successful leader in Accenture. I have seen. I I know people look up to you. I look up to you. I'm I'm very honored to know you and very humbled that you accepted this invitation. I will pass on the mic to you to, you know, just introduce yourself. Kostov, again, thanks for those kind words. Uh, I think balanced is is the right word to probably describe me from all the feedback that I've heard from, you know, people that I know. Okay, so I mean, just a little bit about myself. I've been with Accenture for the last 17 odd years now. Uh, predominantly in the technology business, working mostly with life sciences clients. Um, And, uh, you know, all through the journey, um, I mean, ever since I was a kid and I was growing up through college, uh, I have been into some sort of reading. I think reading always came uh, very naturally to me. The, The quest for knowledge, the quest for understanding different points of view. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, really getting a lot of value out of this, right? Uh, that has always been, uh, you know, very, very uh, big, big on me. Um, at some point in time, I started moving away from fiction to nonfiction um, and especially into finance. I would say probably maybe 10 years into my career, right? Um, okay. Uh, because that is where I felt that you know me as a person you know uh, my my whole approach to investing my whole approach to you know making ourselves financially independent uh, so that you don't really have to rely on somebody else of course we started all of us mostly we started with humble backgrounds and 
um, you know, we did not really have the kind of capital to be able to invest at that point in time. But, right. but, but the fact that we started off, uh, you know, at that point in time, um, you know, really understanding various different facets, etc., uh, that really drew me and attracted me more towards finance as a subject. And uh, uh, that's where I, I started, you know, reading a lot of books. Uh, I started hearing a lot of uh, you know, podcasts and, you know, other personalities and so on and so forth. And I have been dabbling in, you know, quite a few things of my own. Uh, personally, um, a lot of people now approach me for, you know, financial advice. And I, I do tell them that I'm not a certified financial planner or anything like that. But I uh, do like to share my thoughts and my experiences and hopefully they can learn from it and, uh, you know, go from there. Uh, Coffee Can Investing was one of the books that I, I really liked uh, because the mm-hmm. the simplicity of how it was presented uh, and the clarity of thought, the ideas, I think uh, the authors have a fantastic view of the subject and I really liked it. Uh, it was a very easy read. I, I finished it in less than a weekend uh, and it was fantastic. It's, it's a good 300 wow. pages, but it's a very easy read. You know, uh, you can really read it very quickly. Wow. I, you know, for me to understand psychology of money, I had to read it twice because the first time I started with an expectation in mind that, you know, a magic potion or, or a magic mantra out of it that, okay, do this, do this, do this, mm-hmm. you're sorted. Mm-hmm. But that's not how that book was. And we'll, I'm really interested to know coffee can as a term, but I will come to that. Mm-hmm. I still I still want to understand. You said that you since your school days, you have always been into fascinated by books and uh, you moved from fiction to nonfiction. Um, there is always certain triggers for certain people where they know, no, I am a reader. I mean, you know, there, there are certain books or there are certain attitude change that you are, you are maybe uh, uh, prioritizing reading a book over watching a movie. So mm. at that time, you know, okay, you are a reader. Mm. When do you, when did you feel that you became, that you have that passion for reading? You have, you know, that becomes a very strong interest for you. Do you have certain points in mind? Where you said yes, yeah, you know, this is this is what happened with me. I think one of my earliest memories is, uh, see, we've always grown up on comics, right? So you know, yeah. uh, you know those those comic strips by Anand Pai used to be really, like really, you know, good good fodder. But the the first time I remember when I sort of made this transition to a you know slightly bigger book with no illustrations was. Ramayana by Rajaji okay and it's a it's again it's a very nice book but it really intrigued me okay that is the Mm -hmm. first time and I was in my sixth standard at that point in time Um, and the fact that I could really read it from end to end okay make sense out of it appreciate the story appreciate the way it was written because of course we've you know my my grandfather used to tell me about ramana when we were kids so we've really grown up on it you know over a period of time but yeah. reading it uh, you know i thought that was like really fantastic the way rajaji has written it um, you know it was really good and that is the first time i realized that i am into books and i really like it and it's definitely worth in the investment but Kostov, I also have to say that this was long back, okay, when <laughs> we only had one channel on Doordarshan, so that the number of distractions were very, very less. <laughs> uh, and uh, if you had to go to a movie, it, it needed like uh, a lot of planning, right, for yeah. somebody to go to a movie. 
and I grew up in Mumbai those days, and we used to have this concept of libraries. So you know, every summer my parents allowed me to have a month worth of library, uh, and that was just brilliant because that allowed me to you know so you could take one big book like a novel and you could do a couple of comics at the same time it was it was great it was great so i would say uh, growing up in mumbai helped me from from that perspective lovely lovely I, i'll i'll tell you my story as well deepak mm-hmm. i got married mm-hmm. to a bibliophile wow okay and that changed before marriage if if someone would say or if if my fr- if i'm planning something with my friends especially it's a watch, watching a movie and someone would say i i i'm i'm reading i'm like very engrossed in this book i'm not <laughs> going to come for a book you you you're not watching that but now mm. fortunately fortunately not unfortunately fortunately i have become that kind of person that i don't watch i hardly watch television now okay, okay. Mm. even let's say i'm cooking for example or even let's say i'm i'm making myself a, a coffee i have my book in one hand and i'm i'll, I'll do that i'll do this in my in, in, with my other hand mm-hmm. so i have so that's that's so that that good uh, habit or good is what mm-hmm. what my wife brought uh, into me and mm-hmm. for me the book where i thought no dude i am a serious reader mm-hmm. was when i when i finished reading atlas shrugged uh by by iron rand iron rand i think my my wife loves it mm-hmm. she has read this like you know 3 4 times mm-hmm. uh, and when i i thought you know what's 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 so what's so good about it but when i finished it i'm like no dude i i think i'm 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 on a, on a very different track now and i want to stick with this this is this is this is how where i, I this is where i i want to uh, going to but so, so yeah. i have to tell you this small anecdote about uh, one of the ayn rand books uh, i was reading the yeah. fountain head okay and i was uh, in the last uh, 50 pages and i was doing it on a train uh, that you that time i used to do a lot of mumbai pune i yeah. was reading it on a train and this random stranger comes and says and he had seen the book because i had been reading it for a while and he had seen that i was reading fountain head and he came to me and he said how the hell are you even able to read this book because you know and rand books are you know they are not easy yeah. right i mean no. it's 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 it gives you a lot so you've got to really have patience and focus and you know you have to do you know uh, some some pages at a time and absorb it so do another few pages at a time so yeah he was like so surprised and he started talking as if you know uh he he knew me for a very long time we started talking about a whole lot of things but you know that is the kind of impact certain books have on you and you know the the circle you are in it's uh, uh it's it was fascinating it was really eye opening for me to and this was in my yeah. early days my you know uh, early days right after college agreed agreed and i think the, the i think the fountainhead is the only book whose characters i remember the names and their 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 characters is is strongly etched in my mind we have this howard rourke um um tui like you know i forgot that name tui and then we have uh, gail vinen we have dominic francone i mean these are these are names which are which wouldn't go away because the strong character plot that ayn rand has has brought into brought into that book 
we should have talked about the fountain head today you know <laughs> <laughs> some other time we'll do it some other time some other time yeah yeah but but yeah i i i love that we almost have similar book choices i'm glad to know that as well mm-hmm. but coming coming back to our the the current book that you suggested sure as i said you know i i use the term clickbait mm. because i i imagine i hadn't heard about this book at all before you 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 proposed this and i imagine myself that i am walking into a crosswords bookstore yeah and i am in the finance and wealth management section i am looking at the books and if i see coffee can investing as a book name uh, no it's it's like those those websites like we said you know uh, the top 10 things to uh, uh, you know top 10 things to explore number 3 will blow your mind Hmm. these are clickbaits yes right so for me the term i mean you know that so coffee can became a clickbait you know some i don't know hmm. so i would i would really be very interested to know um about coffee can investing you know hmm. what is it yeah hmm. so i mean coffee can investing comes from um the pre bank era right where people used to save money in coffee cans right mm-hmm. and and they used to just put money in those coffee cans and forget you know that that you have you know that money you know in there ah. and um, you know discover that money after a period of time and you know get the joy out of that right the philosophy is that um you create a portfolio of stocks okay and okay. and we come to what kind of portfolio of stocks and all that but just imagine you create a portfolio of good companies you identify those companies and you invest in those companies and you forget about them you completely okay. forget about them for a decade okay and then after a decade you come back to see what kind of returns you know that portfolio has given you you will be surprised uh, that uh, that you know the the, the portfolio has given you uh, returns that can beat the rate of inflation as well as beat the returns from a let's say a fixed deposit or a uh, or a gold purchase or even real estate right that's the that's the beauty of this i mean like it's like do and forget that's... do and forget absolutely do and forget and wow. uh, i think it goes on to say that i mean one thing i have to tell um our our listeners is that i think trading is overrated right especially when you're talking about you know short term investing or investing for you know a day two days or even taking on positional trades etc mm-hmm. uh, that i think is overrated because only you know 10 to 15% of the people the traders actually make meaningful money out of that right yeah. and and majority of the investors either don't make money at all um, so they are at net neutral or they end up in losses right mm-hmm. um so it is it is a form of investing that um i don't really recommend um of course there are new methods like quantitative methods etc that are coming in at this point in time and um uh, i think it is best left to the experts to really do that but as as individual retail investors uh, if mm-hmm. there is one way you know which kind of gives you a really good path to you know good amount of investing with uh, a good amount of returns over the over and above the inflation i think that is coffee can investing and this book really does a lot in terms of clearing your fundamentals on coffee can investing and how you can okay 
Okay, okay, and and you also mentioned that it was a very simple read for you. You do not need to be a a, a finance expert to understand this. Not uh, at all. Not at all. Absolutely not. Yeah, okay. I mean, anybody, even with no background in finance, uh, can actually read this book. Okay, because it all deals with personal finance stuff that is uh-huh. relevant to you. Okay, uh, decisions that you've made. You know, you've purchased gold. You've purchased real estate. You've made fixed deposits, right? And all all of us would have done that because we would have seen our parents do that. That's how we grew up. right and yeah. we would have initially started with that right equity came in you know much later uh, you know and equity was always considered a very high risk sort of investment because of the uh, some historical reasons i mean some scams that we've had in the market and uh, a lot of speculation going on and so on and so forth but this book sort of clarifies that you know if if you get some fundamentals clear if you look for this portfolio of companies uh, Uh, and and he is uh, they have articulated how to look for these companies right and if you do do that then there is a very good chance that uh, you will be able to make uh, you know a decent return from a portfolio i'm i'm assuming that in the book uh, sora pranab and actually the, the writers they do suggest or they do do give certain tips of how to pick the right maybe the right stocks to invest in do they do that they absolutely do yes so okay. they they have a methodology for how to you know really go about it um and i mean at a at a fundamental level what it really looks at is companies that have uh, high growth in revenues so you know uh, your revenue is so year on year your revenues are growing yeah uh, very good uh, roc which is return on capital employed so which means that when the company raises money either from investors or it raises money through debts from the bank how is that capital really deployed and the company's ability to generate returns on the capital employed right um good management of course right uh, a strong moat for example for the company right mm. uh, so these are some of the things that really determine what uh, what sort of companies you should really have in that portfolio and you apply start applying filters to the entire universe of companies and then you are left with a very small handful of companies every year right so mm-hmm. they have tried doing this every year uh, and they have said okay for this year these are the top 10 companies as per our methodology and then they've tracked you know they have done uh, sort of a regression testing on this back testing right uh-huh. and uh, they have figured out you know what what return would that portfolio have given every decade right and uh, it's it's amazing to see that uh, most of the time this portfolio would have uh, would beat uh, you know the inflation for that decade and it would beat uh, you know the the real estate returns or the gold returns you know for that decade it's it's amazing wow okay so out like a full package i mean i i like this i like this and i'll tell you why I'm, I'm, I was looking for something like this, and I'll tell you the reason behind it. I am a very, very risk-averse investor. I believe my my first job was, I think, my second day of the job was when Lehman Brothers, uh, uh, you know, declared bankruptcy. I, I remember that day. Didn't understand a bit what is happening. I just mm-hmm. knew the term recession. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Didn't know what is happening, but. you could sense the uh, the negativity or the the fearfulness 
that uh, around right luckily india wasn't that affected much but it was still affected because i know my friends uh, who were supposed to join a week later their joining to that the joining for that company was deferred by an year mm. okay uh, good that they didn't lose the job but it was deferred okay um i was and you you always see those we have these in india we have this our bsc in nsc and you know from movies right the when when the graph is going down yeah you know like it's fear people take drastic decisions with their lives they lose their livelihood etc you all you have all that in their mind hmm. secondly i come from a risk averse family as well hmm. okay my my parents have never invested mm. okay my my parents feel that stock market is a gambling you know it's mm. an addiction we are not getting into it mm. okay they are still living with rts and fts mm. right um so you to try to understand this okay very impressionable age just getting out of college getting into a new job all of this is happening and the graph is going down yeah for me i am not going to enter here i am not putting my i am not going to put a single penny in this equity market frankly didn't even know understand data or equity but stock market may i don't want to put any money mm. okay and that mentality is still with me because that you know, imagine right second day of my job i'm i'm you know it it's still very uh, you, you remember that you remember your first uh, uh, first day of your job right so you, you, I, I, it's very strong in my mind as well so i'm i'm a very risk averse risk averse investor luckily i married to a very smart woman so she's the one <laughs> <laughs> she is the one who takes all the risks i am a very safe player uh, i invested in real estate bought myself a house um, i still have fds as my emergency fund because fds you know it's not going anywhere yeah whatever government is doing uh, pradhan mantri this yojana that yojana i will put money there because it's government play safe yes i have a uh, ppf ppf is a, is a, is, a, is a easy bet i mean you know it's it's not easy bet for that's what i've been told ppf me paisa dalo ha okay so i mean that's 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 the that's the um, psychology behind i can't say i'm a investor but that's the psychology of how i uh, work with the um, money that 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 we that i earn okay mm. and i remember a very good statement uh, in 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 that book okay by uh, psychology of money he says uh, i hope i'm not screwing this up but um, your plan is a good plan if you plan your plan not going according to your plan yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah? yeah. you got it right I mean, it's it's a mouthful but it, murphy's law it's going to go down so plan for that no absolutely yeah. absolutely see um, ups and downs are part of life right um, and i mean newton's third law of motion says it right um it, it, a lot of our shastras and vedas talk about it especially if you you know go into any one of these uh, you know spiritual courses etc they will also talk about mindfulness and the need to really balance out and so on and so forth mm-hmm. so i mean uh, of course there will be you know bear cycles and there will be bull cycles in the market as well they are also natural phenomena right yeah now if we try and time the market on some of these things right uh, that's a very difficult thing to do okay um, and even the experts are not very good at being able to time the market 
of course some people will claim that they are able to time the market and they are able to make money uh, but sometimes i i don't know if there is you know even after reading you know so much you know it's it's very difficult for me to say that you are really aware of exactly when the recession is going to happen right um there, there's a very very good movie uh, and and a book uh, on the 2008 recession uh, it's called um, the, the big, big shot. shot the big shot um it's it's fantastic in the sense that it tells you uh, about people that were able to predict this bubble in the housing market but even when they predicted the bubble okay it took a mm-hmm. it took much longer than that you know for that realization to happen right and so they had to hold for a very long time um, against uh, against a lot of popular opinion at that point in time right so mm-hmm. uh, it's it's very difficult in my view to really be able to time the market and so therefore you've got to look at the market you know as a you know uh, a flowing stream and say that okay i am going to uh, i'm going to keep investing in in smaller quantities at regular intervals so that mm-hmm. you know, i can i can balance uh the impact of it over a period of time right so okay. uh, i will not wait until there is a bottom formation because i i really don't know when the bottom formation is really going to happen so maybe every month or maybe twice a month i can invest smaller quantities of money into it and over a period of time um i am assuming that these companies will really do well because i have identified these companies as companies that have a really good product or service that mm-hmm. have good management that have a good market for this product or service um you know well paying customers uh, and a good moat uh, you know a good way of being able to protect your business right so if if okay. there is all of this okay and i know that this company is going to grow you know 5x 10x over a period of time over a decade right uh, then you know i should just allow them to uh you know take my money invest it mm-hmm. in the business and sit back and um like marshallers you know the, the the authors of the book they say you know it's uh, it's on their website that uh, you know investing should be like uh, sitting down and uh, watching the grass grow right that that is how investing yeah. so uh, and and you know that's what your job is to to be able to identify the the right kind of companies and just invest in them and sit back right? Uh, right a little bit similar to management is what i would say your job as in management is really to be able to give the right kind of resources to your team okay give them direction give right. them clarity of thought remove any constraints and then get out of the way you know if you try right. and micromanage at that point in time it's it's going to go you know all the way over so uh it's it's a very good and interesting philosophy and one that i i you know completely believe in interesting trivia uh saurav mukherjee one of the writers and yeah. the ceo of marcius investments right marcius yeah marcius investments was an ex accenture employee oh i didn't know that he was an accenture okay yeah, yeah. okay I, i was i was by researching for this i was uh, watching his um, uh, podcast video cast with um, i think was it with ankur warikor with someone else so that's yeah. where he mentioned you know that you know he had some different plans so he quit accenture and da 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 and ah. yeah all that but yeah that is interesting trivia ended yeah good yeah. 
that that's great i would i would really like to know so assume you were you had like x portfolio before mm-hmm. you read this book yeah you read this book and now has your portfolio enhanced some way or the other using the principles the methodologies that uh, the writers mentioned in coffee can investing has it helped you that way oh absolutely absolutely um, and what that book made me do is you know made me do a lot more research into the companies uh, that i buy and uh, you know also book other read uh, other books by uh, saurav and team as well i've read the unusual um, billionaires and a um, couple of others the victory project i think i've read that as well uh, so and and then i have uh, you know looked at saurabh's interviews and you know the way he thinks about investing and so on and so forth and mm-hmm. and the problem with investing in india particularly right because 85% of the companies you know are um, are are not going to be there for more than two decades let's say okay because they right they they come the list but they 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 fall out of favor and they are not able to continue right so mm-hmm. then you've got to really focus on being you know able to get those right you know 15% on even out of that 15% you have to get it down to a really meaningful you know size at at some point in time so mm-hmm. uh, that i think that filtration process that you know that that thought process about how to really go about it uh, i think that has uh, uh there's a lot more clarity in my mind now in terms of what to look for and and so on and so forth so um and in my personal portfolio i i do both like i i do give my money to some professional managers to to manage and i also mm-hmm. do some direct investing as well and and the direct investing part of my portfolio uh, i have really benefited from that book fascinating now that now that you you got to that investment point and let me tie back or let me ask you this okay the balanced deepak pai mm-hmm. okay and how does a portfolio of a balanced deepak pai looks like could you maybe uh, share some uh, give us an idea how how have you placed your portfolio that would be a you know i, I would really be interested to know uh sure sure uh... so so um of course i mean you 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 mentioned the term emergency fund i am a big believer in emergency fund and that fund always has to be in some kind of a you know fixed deposit or a you know a, a liquid fund something of that sort so i have yeah. you know a certain portion of my money in in that um, i do i do have employee provident fund uh, ppf nps so all of these are kind of debt instruments if you like so you know the fd plus you know all of this debt instruments uh, i think those are uh, uh, those are fixed income products that you can be assured that uh, to an extent in the fd of course mm. but you can be assured that uh, they are protected uh, you know to to that extent mm. um and then the the rest of it um i would say real estate the way i think about real estate is i'd like to invest in that real estate that i can use for myself uh, i'm not thinking about it as an asset to kind of generate a return uh, but uh, okay. the only real estate that i have right now is is the house that i live in right so uh, that is how i i kind of think about it uh, the the rest of it all okay 
is in investments okay in in equities okay and that can be in the form of uh, some accenture equity you know some um, you know direct investments that i have made in the indian market as well as abroad in the us markets especially for innovative companies mm-hmm. uh, a fair bit of startups that i have invested in um, you know uh, i've given my money to professional uh, money managers to also manage right so that's kind of the you know broad distribution if you like and um, if if i were to you know kind of look at it i would probably say about 70% is in the equity portfolio and 30% is in the uh, the the real estate plus you know the debt portfolio that that's how right. i look at it um is it balanced probably not because there are a you know a lot of things that uh, you know i could rebalance over a period of time uh, so so yes i mean sometimes your portfolio becomes lopsided because uh, so for example you know i'm carrying a lot of accenture stocks at this point in time one because the mm-hmm. requirements and two also because you know uh, these stocks vest over a period of time and uh, if you end up selling you have to end up paying a lot of capital gains so you know you you mm-hmm. carry those those stocks right so uh it can become lopsided over a period of time uh but but that's the nature of you know how you have to really manage it deepak imagine so right now we are in 2023 yes okay we are in 2023 there is worldwide there is a very strong push to investments we have uh, the, the 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 fintech uh, industry is is blowing um it, at the click of a button you can open your sips sips is still considered to be a very safe investment but at a click of a button you can look at the stocks and you know put your money here there abc and divide it etc etc throughout the world now imagine yourself the great depression is just done imagine the 1930s period okay okay the great depression is just done and you know what what the great depression did to the to the to the to the masses you know uh, i think one third uh, 30 35% unemployment uh, whosoever were employed were um, on meager pay salaries mm. so the life was not good mm. would you still be as optimistic investor as you are now as compared to if you were maybe you know born in those times or if you are if 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 you are somehow related to the great depression times i would absolutely because so because i believe that the period right after a depression okay is the uh-huh. best period for investment because you get a lot of value okay because the 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 companies that are standing at that point in time have just been dealt a very severe blow and they have stood through that period okay so i would yeah. look at all those companies who are still standing who have still you know a very good vision for how they are going to grow that company okay and i would mm-hmm. say the valuation that you are going to get at that point in time is probably the best possible valuation right um it's it's right right after a flood okay if there's a flood okay mm-hmm. and there is uh, so what a flood does uh, or what a change of course in a river does is really make that soil much more fertile than what it was before because it brings in a lot of minerals and you know deposits from other places and it deposits it there makes the ground much more fertile than what it was before now you know if you if you sow something there you're much likely much more likely to get a much better yield 
then you know before the flood or before the of course the flood is devastating uh, you know yeah. the the the, uh, the change of course in a river is is devastating uh, but i'm comparing it to like a recessionary period or you know uh, the the great depression that happened right after that i think is the is the best time so for example covid happened Hmm. and the time after covid was probably the best time for people to invest and uh, and a lot of people did invest right i mean record number of people opening dmat accounts and you know starting to invest in uh, you know uh, stocks etc i mean just look at what it did to the robinhood application and, and so on and so yeah. forth. it's it's just crazy but it has died down now right it has a lot of people have exited the market because in this market they realize they can't make money anymore right right So, okay. uh, so absolutely. I, I to answer your question, uh, you know, it's the best time period for somebody to really look at, uh, you know, uh, investing. But two things: one is you should have the money to invest at that point in time. Hmm. Okay, and hmm. second, you need to have a lot of conviction. Right, right, absolutely. Um, one rapid fire question: sure. Would you would you invest in uh, would you invest in stocks or would you pay off your home loan first? um i would invest in stocks because the home loan is at a very uh, low interest rate compared to you know what uh, uh, what i would have otherwise um, and i also get uh, benefits from the government uh, you know both in terms of uh, repayment on capital and interest pay right so um, that way my net outgo on the home loan is is much lower than the maybe 8% or 7% that you're paying on the home loan Uh, mm-hmm. The net would come to four and a half to five percent. Uh, of course, depending on the quantum of your home loan, etc. And I do believe that if you do invest in good companies, uh, or if you even invest in the Nifty index, um, uh, you know it can give you you know much better average returns compared to what you're paying on your home loan. Hey, thanks. One of the last questions, uh, Deepak, and uh, I, I I do want to yeah. say this. i will not borrow money to invest in the stock market uh, that is not how you should really think about it um, i i will never borrow money to you know pay paid off so ah uh, yeah that is that is important yeah yeah, yeah. this very very intuitive very candid conversation and i'm getting very good personal insights from you mm-hmm. you uh, you have a very healthy attitude towards uh, money Deepak, mm-hmm. I must say it is because I think it is because of the all, all the um, knowledge that you're gaining from the books that you have read, especially in the fi- uh, finance genre. So I can I we can we can definitely sense that. So maybe then final two questions. The la- the question I would want you to answer last is, other than coffee and investing, any other and psychology of money. We we brought that book into our conversation as well. Other than these two books, any other couple of recommendations that you have. in the personal wealth management or in the finance or investment itself in that genre okay and but before that now because we were talking about the great depression period and etc etc and all that uh, in the book in the coffee can investing book okay do they lay out a scenario where the, the especially the scenario scenario where, where which i explained right you know we are going through a depression or the market is not it is vol- volatile you know and so 
does anything any of such aspect is getting covered in the in in the book uh, in in coffee can investing book oh, and what do they talk about yeah, yeah yeah absolutely and i th- i think one of the fundamental principles is you can't really time the market right so what they have tried uh-huh. to do is they have tried to create scenarios of people having invested right before the market went down okay and continue to invest you know after the market went down you know and continue yeah. to invest after the market came up right so you continue through all of that you will still make you know much better returns uh, you know as comp- and and holding it for a longer period of time okay so you don't let go of the investment you you still have to hold it for a decade or so but if you did that you would still end up making a reasonable return on your capital you know upwards of 10% and i would say anything upwards of 10% on a compounded annual basis is is really really good i mean 15% is absolutely fantastic if you are able to generate 20% brilliant okay brilliant yeah uh, so and and this is annually you know compounded right so those kind of returns are you know absolutely brilliant absolutely fantastic so the the funda is you you can't really time the market so you hmm. continue to you know look at this uh, this framework and you identify good strong companies that can actually withstand all of these uh, uh these pitfalls that come and are mm-hmm. able to continue to uh, you know work through their business and uh, you know continue to generate uh, you know significant positive cash flow right so i would say you know that's the funda and again once you read it it will be you know very very clear and like i said it does not throw a lot of financial jargon at you it, it it makes you understand in very very you know simplistic terms simplistic uh, uh, ways it it also gives you a couple of examples so, so mm-hmm. start with the story of you know two individuals who are in different scenarios and you you know they take you through that that journey and at the end they they explain what these people could do so really good use cases to you know kind of uh, you know uh, uh, sum up the the whole investing fundamental so you know definite uh, recommendation uh, from my side wonderful and uh, any other other uh, recommendations couple uh, of other books that i could think of so um, much earlier in my journey i i read this book called one upon wall street by peter lynch um, okay. it's a, it's a very it's a very good book again a very easy to read book uh and full of like practical examples right um about you know what how should you really think about investing and and so on and so forth so uh very very peter lynch was one of the uh, most successful wealth managers um so very very good book is is what i would say uh the other one is um what i would recommend is let's say um there's a book by jim rogers okay um and it's a it's a very good book because it combines two things one is finance and uh the second is travel on a bike right so jim rogers is is actually going around the world okay and one is he's describing his whole travel through through the entire world but then he's also describing the opportunities in the market and what he sees in the market and whether he would consider investing in that market or not uh i don't remember the title at this point in time but jim okay. rogers you know if you look up that uh, book uh, again you know this is this is a book that i have in my you know both both the books i have um and i i read them from time to time you know it's 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 really good to kind of brush up on some of these books because you, you like them um, yeah yeah 
around the world or something like that that uh, okay that, yeah but uh, uh, you know and and both of these are about uh, investment as a as a fundamental subject it, it's not about making money right it's they don't teach you like short term things that you have to do you know to really you know make money uh, but they they teach you the fundamentals of investing what you should really look for okay what practical science can you see so for example peter lynch describes one of those things that i'll i'll, I'll tell you right so mm-hmm. he says um, you know his wife told him that there is a really good retail store that has come up right across the you know uh, store and you know they they have some really interesting products they have really good you know service and they sell exactly what i want and you know i i really prefer going to that store and he says that's the best and if that you know if if that store is listed on the market then that's the best time to really go and uh, you know buy that uh, buy that stock um, and mm. i probably say a stock like that in, from an india context would be dmart right if you ever mm. had been to dmart during its initial uh, days and and you saw saw dmart for what it was and what it was trying to do um, then maybe you would have invested in it and then mm. over a period of time his wi- wife said you know okay the same store is now the customer service has gone down their their products are pricier they don't sell what i need that is a sign that the, the retail store is not doing well and it's not about looking at the financials not about looking at how they've done as a company it's it's just feedback and experience and and those are things that we miss you know as people we know that this is the feedback coming from you know that company or this company and we miss those signs uh, and that's why i really like that book it's it's full of those uh experiential stories uh, and again very very easy to read uh, uh and, and you can relate to it you can very much relate to it um jim rogers book is called the investment biker the investment biker investment book. biker okay um and uh <clears throat> um i i like to drive as well a four wheeler not a two wheeler but uh, but but those both those subjects i like to travel as well so Hmm. The, the the driving by yourself the travel and the investing you know it was a very it's a fantastic combination and again you know across the world so uh, good reads both of them i would recommend deepak who would have thought that i would i will have fun in talking finance i will like no <laughs> but i had apps it was a such a delightful conversation with you i think the the way you said about the book it is super simple having a discussion with you is so super simple and it's 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 very you simplify it to a level that even for me who is risk averse now i would say no it makes sense let's pick up that book let's start learning you know let's let's improve your portfolio so once again thank you very much deepak for for spending time on the book talkies i hope you had as much fun as i did on this on this podcast Oh absolutely it was uh, it was fantastic uh, one of my first podcasts on a book review but i i thoroughly enjoyed it absolutely fantastic thank thank you once again and to our uh, listeners thank you for staying back see you in the next episode this brings us to the end of this episode of the book talkies Thanks for listening in. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast and help us spread the word.
we would truly appreciate any feedback that you may have so please use the link in the description to leave your comments thanks again see you in the next episode till then happy reading